This is Movies, a podcast about the active cinema. With me today, wouldn't you know it, it is Hans in the middle of the day. How are you? So you look like you just woke up. Are you wiping the sleep crud out of your eyes? What are you doing? A little bit, yeah. I watched the show and then took a little nap. You watched the show. You watched the show today. Yeah, I finished it. When we arranged for this program uh, two weeks ago. (laughs) Yes. Wow. It was a bit of a... It wasn't as big of a struggle as the last show, but um, I'll, I'll save my thoughts. Okay. All right. Well, I'm very uh, excited to hear your thoughts because you're very critical of Nicholas Winding Refn. But you know who else is very critical of Nicholas Winding Refn is Jake Hanrahan, who's who's back with us for his annual appearance on the program. Uh, your cam- what, What's going on with your camera? You got Blair Witch thing going on. <laughs> One sec. Is this a cam of Skinamarink? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck happened here. Uh, Do you end up watching it? What the fuck? Oh boy. Uh oh. Uh, I have like ten things plugged in. Okay, okay. Logitech. All right, I'm back. <laughs> All right, welcome back. There we go. Sorry. Uh, how you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good. Can you hear me all right? Because for some reason it won't pick up. No, I can hear you just fine. Yeah, but it's on the mic. It's on the Mac mic, apparently. I don't know. I don't know. You're coming in pretty clear for oh. me. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's a thing with Zoom. I have no idea. Yeah, uh, Zoom is just the worst, man. Yeah. So They're we're gonna be terrible. we're gonna be talking about Copenhagen Cowboy tonight. A little bit of Too Old to Die Young, and mm. 2022 seems to be the year that you. Turn the corner on Nicholas Winding Refn. Yeah, I mean, I liked him when I saw like Val- I saw Valhalla Rising and I saw Drive. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then I started looking at some of his other stuff, and I was just like, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? It just mm-hmm. got a little bit much for me. I don't know. I just felt like some of the stuff it was like, get on with it a little yeah. bit, you know? Of course, yeah. I know we've had the well, debate I, I, back I and know. forth. I, I got into it got into on. On, on Only God Forgives. And I thought if there's one thing for certain that Jake Hanrahan is going to dislike, it's going to be too old to die young. And then you text mm. me one day and you're like, oh, no, this, I actually think I'm kind of into this show. Yeah. I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck. I, I can't even really agree with that. Like, I don't even <laughs> – I, I like maybe two or three of those episodes max. Um, mm. And, you know, we had to rewatch it for another guy's show where we were talking about that, and I just I – couldn't, I couldn't sit through it. I couldn't do it. Uh, oh and Hans, did you watch? A lot. Did you watch any of it for for that show or for this show? I think I watched what three, maybe four episodes, uh, and I did a lot of fast forwarding. Just a lot of all right, okay, okay. I get what they're doing here. Okay. You could like you could easily make a supercut of that show that is a good three hours mm. of the ten hour runtime. I think if you just cut out all the lingering stairs. You could get yeah, that really got got annoying. Like, it was just so like unreal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like when they like every single character takes on this strange affect where they're just like mm, <laughs> just mm-hmm. staring at everybody forever. That got a bit annoying because no one in life communicates like that. If someone no. did that, to you, you'd be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you'd be like super like creeped out. So that shit got annoying. And also, they like not. I don't. I think like one character is like remotely likable like every like the main character is literally a pedophile <laughs> right yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like a pedophile crop cop and you're with him for so long it's like this guy is 
like when he, like when he died, I was like, okay, thank God, like finally, you know. Mm. But I don't know. There's something about it. I think everything on TV that I've seen recently is so fucking bad that I was like, well, at least it's different, you know. Yeah, at least I it think... looks nice. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah, exactly, right. that's yeah. a given for yeah. anything. If if it doesn't look nice, then Revan has failed. Mm -hmm. um, I think we're coming out of like what what people considered the golden age of television. We had Breaking Bad and Sopranos and all these shows, and it seems like they've taken on. So there's there's two types of television now, and I I made a uh, a note about this kind of recently. Where if you see any network television show, it's usually on like its 29th season. The cast is all geriatric and they're tired and they look fucking depressed and miserable. And then streaming shows, you get one season and then they flush out the cast and then they introduce a new show or that's like the Netflix model. I don't know if Copenhagen Cowboy was a success. They haven't really talked about it. It's been very low key since it came out. I feel like it had like a big weekend push and then nothing after that. So I, I would be surprised if this gets renewed. Um, a model that you're not mentioning is the model of if this show is successful and it's in a channel that doesn't have a lot of hits, we're going to create an entire universe around it by putting out spinoffs that nobody gives a fuck about. Mm. Like that Yellowstone, like that Walker Texas Rangers show that has a prequel show too. So it's just shows that I, I don't know who's watching them, but it seems like more people that they expect them watch them. So they create that TV universe around it so that they can just milk those fans, I guess, like they're doing with, like I said, Yellowstone. Right. I don't sound. know who the yeah. fuck watches Yellowstone. That's got that's the most popular show. It's got like 20 it's million viewers. It's it's all like the empty towns in America culminating, yeah. I think. I don't know. Um, so too old to die young. There's you know, I did go back to it after you had watched it, Jake, and said that you you enjoyed it. Uh, but I didn't go back to the entire series. I just went back to like the episodes where uh, Miles Teller's character's like on the run, and then he winds up getting killed. And I was like, all right, I I I can see still. And I when I watched it the first time, I did enjoy those episodes. These are good. I like Billy Baldwin's character. He's a weirdo. I like him in the earlier episodes, and then everything after that point, after he's murdered, Miles Teller's murdered. I just I can't endure it. I can't sit through it. Uh, it's too wacky. Yeah. It's too over the top for me. It's too. Uh, I, got, I if... got into I got into the thing where uh, you have to finish it. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, and I was like, I kind of have to finish this now. Sure. To see where it goes, but I don't know. I, I again, like, I just I think it looked nice. The music was really fucking cool, and like I said, I think normally if there was something like interesting to watch that was new, I'd have been like, this is shit. But everything I've seen recently, I just, it's just so fucking boring, you know? Mm. Everything is the same. Like, Netflix has really done a number on, like, making, you know, they're like, oh, here's a 30-minute idea. Let's stretch it out for fucking six weeks. Oh, God. And it's just, it just drives me mad. So I watched it, and I know it's long, but I was like, well, at least it's different, you know? It's, right. it's not the same shit over and over. I, I don't like series where... It feels like a, it's like it has to be like a roller coaster, like whoa, something crazy every two fucking minutes. Um, so it was quite nice to see something slow, but I don't know. Everyone else, I, I told a few people, I was like, watch this, it might be all right. And everyone's like, this is the slowest thing. This is fucking <laughs> shit. Like, why have you recommended this to me? I was like, yeah, I guess it is pretty slow, but yeah, I don't know. I got into it a bit, but by the end, I was just like, ugh, like, get it off. And the ending was like 
the whole series is kind of in the same realm. And then the last episode, it's like, yeah, this might as well be a different show. It's just bizarre, you know what I mean? Yeah, he was starting to set up what would be season two, and I guess it was a big disaster for for Amazon. It, it, they they have no intentions of ever bringing it back. Um, yeah, and it's kind of the last push from Amazon Studios because in in 2015 to about 2019, they decided, hey, we're going to start paying our tours to do movies and TV shows for Amazon Studios, our original production company. And that's kind of the the straw that broke the camel's back. I don't I don't think anything really made its money back as far as any of that goes. But I know they hired Park Chan Wook, they hired Spike Lee, they got all these random movies out in the theaters for a while, and then they had exclusive rights to them on streaming, and then they tried to bring that to their series department, and it didn't work, right? And now you can't you can see that they just can't get. Uh, like a sustainable hit either between like their Lord of the Rings or or anything else that they're doing. That was supposed to be like the big thing that saves the company. It didn't, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess a lot enough people checked it out that it's going to be renewed and they're going to like try and make it work, but it's not the hit that it's supposed to be. But they're not in, in Dutch quite like Netflix is at the moment. Netflix just doesn't really have anything. They're, they're holding on to Stranger Things and that's about it. So... I think uh, the problem with Prime is though, like mm. Amazon, they don't. No one knows. Not like I mean, it, it's not it's not established enough to then be at least not over here in Europe. No one goes like, oh, I mean, firstly, what is it even called? Amazon Prime TV. Like, yeah. no one's like, hey, have you watched Amazon Prime TV tonight? Like, it's <laughs> firstly the name is fucking terrible, and like, it, you know what I mean? It's it's not. It, what is it? No, I don't even know what it is. I watch things on it, but I'm like, what is this? Is this is it, it's not really a stream it is a streaming service but then half of it you have to buy and then mm-hmm. and then there's like 50 different channels within channels it's like sign up for stars tv to watch this one thing you want to fucking watch here's an extra 10 pound a year for like one series you know and then the thing i really noticed which it sounds trivial but i don't think it is on the ps5 remote it's got a button for netflix a button for disney a button for like youtube and then i think the other one is spotify there's no Prime TV button. That to me says, like, you're not making it. You're not up here. <laughs> they didn't mm. even put you on the remote, you know? So I think I think it's crazy they spent all that money on getting all these, like, cool people, and they don't even know what their brand is. Have you seen the logo for Prime TV? It makes me want to fucking kill myself. Like, it's so bad. <laughs> and it's like, who, like, even their UI, their interface, I just think, like, whoever's in charge of this needs, like, pushing out the fucking window. Like, it's that bad. It's offensive how bad it is, you know. It's like you have all this power and money, and you can't even make it look cool, you know. It drives me up a fucking wall when I'm looking for a movie, and they're like, "Yeah, Amazon's got the movie, and you got to pay four ninety nine for the movie." It's like you don't have the movie. That's not on your fucking platform. You're a liar. Um, so there's also a lot of us. Gone, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of restrictions too. I can't sign up for it right now because if I do, there's like, oh, here's five episodes of five different shows that you can't watch for free. And if you want to watch more, you have to go to the States or get a VPN that we don't recognize, which is difficult because they recognize every single one of them. So it's just, yeah, yeah there's mm. no point yeah. of subscribing. Uh, yeah, so Copenhagen Cowboy premiered, I think it was January 5th uh, of, of this year. And uh, I had kind of forgotten about it. I was looking forward to... He was doing a movie called The Avenging Silence, which is supposed to be like a spy thriller with two screenwriters who have helmed like several 007 films. 
So I was like, all right, well, that could be interesting is seeing what his take on that genre might be. Uh, and I, according to um, somebody, I forget who told me this, that movie's apparently already shot. It's done. It's just kind of hanging out in post. So he decided to put this out. And there was no word about what this show was originally. Uh, I thought it was going to be like a reality show because it starred his daughter, right? He was posting Instagram videos of his daughter. So I was like, oh, Netflix gave him a reality show. Um, no, that was that was incorrect on my behalf to assume that. He's just doing a, a Kevin Smith thing where he integrates his whole family into his filmmaking, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I hate that so much. Uh, he, he, did you check out... You probably haven't checked out. He, he did a, a short film for... I think it was like Versace or somebody uh, t- called Touch of Crew. Prada, oh, Prada, Prada. Prada, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it just starred his wife and his daughter, and I think maybe his other daughter. And it's just them uh, walking I, around. I saw the soundtrack pop up mm-hmm. on like Spotify, and I was going to check it out, but I don't think I will now. No, I don't, th- I don't think you would gain anything from it. Hans, you want to pull this up real quick? This was kind of ghastly to me. So I went to the Prada website to watch this, and I was like, all right. There's no YouTube version. You can't watch it anywhere else. And the first thing I'm hit with is that the video quality is equivalent to what Hans's webcam quality is right now. I was like, hold on. This is a refin short film, and you're, yeah. you're blasting like 240p? What the fuck is this? Uh, and I thought, well, maybe, maybe it was my phone. Maybe it's my phone. No. And I go over to the computer. Same quality. This is unacceptable. So... Uh, Hans, if you just want to type in Prada Refn. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know what they were thinking. But this is like a little subsidiary thing to Copenhagen Cowboy, which has the same visual style. And uh, Copenhagen Cowboy, first thing that appealed to me was it's only six episodes, not ten episodes like Too Old to Die Young was. Mm-hmm. Um, the episodes were all cut off at like 50 minutes to 60 minutes. We're not getting into hour and a half territory. So uh, it seemed like there was a, a pretty strict timeline as far as that goes. Oh, here we go. That's not coming up, Hans. That's a gray blob. That's, that's about the same, though. No. They've got it fucking, like, blocked so you can't even watch it. Like, yeah. you, can't, you can't even... This is something that they've done. You literally, they've, like, blocked it from being pirated by doing this. Mm. No one wants like to was... fucking pirate your Prada film ref. Like, fuck, fuck. <laughs> Uh, Hans, did you pay for all these movies on your desktop here? Oh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. How is the Fablemans, Hans? I haven't seen it yet. Hold on, oh. what the fuck am I sharing? I thought I was sharing my browser. No, you were sharing your desktop. Oh well. I hope you didn't have anything go. incriminating there. Uh, yeah. No, okay. So a... you can. You can I mean, now... other than illegal downloads <laughs> yes, movies, other than the now. seventy movies released in theaters right now. Uh, so obviously, you know, we're going secondhand here. This is Hans screen sharing, but uh, the level of quality on the film on the Prada website is literally on par with what you're seeing now, which is like looped through his computer, looped through the YouTube rendering system. Actually, it doesn't look too bad at the moment. This is not working out for me. Uh, okay, Hans, we can we can take this off before we get copyright hit or anything can't like that. Fast forward or anything. Yeah. Okay. Controls. So, I've had one other. They just pay you to get your whole fucking family in a film, like. (laughs) Yeah. So much of that as well, like the most minimal effort. Mm -hmm. Um. Fucking hell. As far as Copenhagen Cowboy goes, I've had one other friend who enjoyed Too Old to Die Young, who watched Copenhagen Cowboy, 
he did not like Copenhagen Cowboy, which I thought was interesting. Um, Jake, what, what, what was your general sentiment when you started watching and when you concluded the series, Copenhagen Cowboy? At first, I really liked it. I actually thought, yeah, this is cool. Like, it's, it's you know, it's reffing, but it's not. It feels like someone at Netflix has actually had some balls and been like, no, you can't actually make something absurd because you think it's art. Like, this has to have a structure, you know what I mean? So I liked that. It had a structure, and it was cool, and it worked. And I thought the style is really interesting when she's getting out the brothel. But then it just changes pace, and it's like, oh, all of that, forget that now, which was pretty fucking annoying. You know, that was like the most interesting part of it, I thought. Um, and I, I was watching it, I realized that towards the end, it's like, it's it's an adaptation of like, well, it's a modern take on a Serbian myth, which I, I think I was saying to you that like, it, it's interesting because it came out on like orth Orthodox Christmas as well. And it's like an Orthodox Serbian myth thing about the lucky penny or whatever it is, the lucky key, I think it is. So I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Like they've done something kind of cool there, but then it just doesn't, and then it just fizzles out into something else, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was a bit like, like there's, I just felt like the main, the middle plot felt like a side plot, but I don't know, it got messy for me, but I, I thought it was cool until the like fight scenes. And that, that was like really bad. Like it was really bad. That was like the attention to detail was atrocious. There was a scene where a woman is like, just cuts up a body and then she has no blood on her, like at all. And there's no way that was like, it's meaningful. It wasn't, <laughs> you know, it just, I think someone just forgot to put the blood on, whatever. Things like that drive me crazy. And then, then it gets like real supernatural. And that's when I, I was like, ah, like I, I kind of, you know, there was hints that it, it was like, is she lucky? Is she not lucky? And then it just, then it was like, oh no, actually she's like a genie. <laughs> like I don't know what the fuck she was that yeah. I got bored with, you know? You know, between this well, show, I it was good, you know? yeah, between this show and then Only God Forgives, I'm starting to think that like Refn doesn't know how to stage a fight sequence, so mm -hmm. he just kind of subverts everything you would expect. But he tries to make mm -hmm. it like his artistic choice, but he just really doesn't know how to like execute it well. Um, I don't know, Hans. I'm I'm curious what your take is because you don't like Refn at all. You hate Refn. You constantly say he's him. a piece of shit. You wish he was dead <laughs> or something. I don't know what you said last time. No. What do you just, think of this? I know. What, what, what do you think of this show? I think uh, my biggest issue with it was that it it didn't know or it feels like it doesn't know if it wants to be like a crime show or a supernatural vampire mm. slash monster show. So when he tries to meet them in the middle, I don't think it works at all. I don't think he goes deep enough in either or, or, or the, of the two. So then it just becomes, uh, am, am I watching a show about gangsters or is it a show about magic beings or is it a show about gangsters with magic beings like it doesn't really know exactly what it goes for and another issue i mean i see that there's what like like seven screenwriters for this which is good because he's usually pretty terrible at writing dialogue and things like that but i feel like I feel like his style works a lot better when it's more contained. Give me a two and a half hour movie, even something like uh, Only God Forgives, which is long as fuck, but at least it's a thing that, you know, has a beginning, middle, end. With this episodes, even though they're shorter than the other series, I feel like there's a lot that you can still cut and make a more interesting two hour, two and a half hour movie instead of all the filler that doesn't do much. Uh, and uh, I know that, you know, his 
universe because that's what you the only way that you can call his movies they exist in his universe because everything moves at his pace and nothing is normal right the way people act the way people speak uh so in his universe uh i i just feel like there's a lot of repetitiveness within the episodes where you know, I'm just going to make the camera move for no reason. And, oh, there's two people talking, but I'm going to shoot it in such an interesting way. The camera is just not going to stop talking. So everyone's talking off camera. So it's it's very difficult to connect with anything that he's doing because of one, everyone acts in a way that people only act in the Rafa universe, which is a lot of just this. And your dialogue is said like this. And there's no emotion mm -hmm. because I'm very interesting. And what I'm saying is so interesting, but I don't care at the same time. I have a problem connecting because of that. Because like no, no one feels like a person. And again, I know that, you know, it's his own thing or whatever. But for me to care about this genie character or whatever, give me something, you know, other than, oh, she's very quiet. And then she fights and then she touches people and there's good luck. You know, there, there's nothing that I can connect with. And, and I, I looking back into his films, I feel like that's one of the features of his productions, just like how disconnected everything feels and how it feels like you're having a look into this world that's not you know the real world but for you know six hours uh it's it's difficult for me to pay attention and care by by the end when you're not really giving me much to you know care about do you feel all right so i i don't think that there was as much of that like we all deliver in the same tone we're all going to like stare quietly for a, a period of time i feel like the characters were more distinguished on this go around than they were with too old to die young and maybe that's oh, just because yeah. i mean I, I think it also comes to a benefit that he decided to go home to denmark mm -hmm. and work with actors he worked with when he was shooting pusher i, I yeah. and not having them do the ryan gosling driver approach to their acting you know like he's worked with them before they're going to do their own thing that's that's fine uh i don't know i i, I see the complaints that's the problem, but i think uh which part Sake, what's happening here? Oh, no, it's my internet. It's my internet acting up. <laughs> nope, it's my internet doing that. Uh, can you guys hear me and see me? Yeah. Still? Yeah. Okay. Jake cool. is frozen for me. Uh-oh. Yeah, he's frozen too. What the fuck happened there? I froze. I froze for me and then he froze. What just happened? Oh, no. I think we lost him. Oh, boy. Oh, this isn't great. This is not good. Uh, well, Hans, how's your day going today? How was Actors? Did you watch Actors yet? No, no. I started. I, I, it's not what I was expecting at all. I didn't realize they were just going to do a, or I don't know if this is what they do for the 90 minutes or two hours or however long it is. I didn't know they were just going to be them talking about movies that they've done before. Being like, oh, I was trying to do this. And, and uh, I feel it's like very meta. The other, it's the most yeah. meta movie yeah I, I saw that you liked it though so i'm like i'm gonna give it a chance yeah but... well here's the thing you know when you watch a movie like that and when you watch a movie um that intends to be subversive and kind of not follow the same beats as a as a studio film you have to kind of grade it with that in mind i think here's the thing i think it helps that i saw assholes and i saw yeah. that assholes kind of fell apart in the last 25 minutes and so this was like a better version of assholes, in my opinion. So if I enjoyed aspects of assholes, okay. 
I enjoyed aspects more of of this actor's movie, and I think it sticks to landing a little bit better. It doesn't. It knows at least where it's gonna go. Um, so yeah, that's my my opinion. Let me tell you, from the twenty minutes that I watched, uh, when he's actually dressed in like <laughs> in like that see through like whatever top he's wearing, and like mm. it's funny. It's funny because. And again, I haven't seen the whole thing, so I don't know if it, if it's true. But it, he's just playing it for laughs; like he's not even trying. Yeah, to yeah, 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 yeah. It's just yeah. So I, I, I thought that was funny. I know. Well, I don't know if that's the purpose of it, but I don't know either. I don't know what the fuck the purpose is. All right, it looks like we've got Jake back. Okay, I yeah, thought it was my internet because I'm running into so many fucking issues lately. Because Spectrum doesn't like when I'm illegally downloading; they'll pause my internet for the day. Make me say, yeah, I downloaded that. Oh, maybe it was like, no. no, it was you. It was you fucked up this just time. Went, was, <laughs> was like, oh, yeah. Uh, for whatever reason, my cam froze <laughs> the same time the internet dumped out. Um, okay, so we were talking about oh, Copenhagen. Weird. Copenhagen Cowboy. You right. were talking about the show sucks because of X reason or something that I said. And I was asking for which, which thing because I railed on a few different things. You forgot? Uh, we were talking about pusher actors being in the, being in the cast no. and how not everyone was delivering the typical kind of, uh, monotone style that has become accustomed to everything in his late career, reference late career. Yeah. That's what I hate though. I don't like that. Like everything's driver, like it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's like drive two, drive three. Like that's why I think when I'm watching things, it's like, is this drive? Like everyone had the drive. It worked well. And then it's like never ever do it again. Like surely it's just, it's just so unusual. It's no one on the planet. If you actually try, like you say you're on the bus or the train or like you talk to someone, just pretend that you're the guy from Drive. <laughs> Everyone will be like, what what is what is going on? Like this guy is unwell. Like it's mm -hmm. and then but it's just fucking weird. Like and I I agree with you, like Hans. I think like. It does it. You can't build the character. It's just if everyone is the same character it feels like no one is that character. You know what I mean? It just feels like someone was lazy. It doesn't feel like, oh, this is this funny universe. It's like, oh, he just couldn't be fucking bothered to give anyone a personality. So I would, yeah, I was really glad when, um, I forget which one, but I forget his name, but the main guy from Pusha, like the older guy, the Albanian, like- Zlatko Burek. That guy, the tall yeah. one, tall as fuck. Him, um, when I saw him, I was like, ah, oh, great. Like, that's good because he actually adds some something interesting like some like like lively kind of like you know what i mean and i really think it needed that but again it just the lead character just i mean a, a woman like saves her life at one point and she's like can you come here and she's just like like just doesn't and just stands and stares at her <laughs> and it's like why why would that ever what are you what message are you conveying? <laughs> Other than, like, I mean, to be honest, I watched it, I thought, what a rude little prick. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how are you going to just stand there and, like, ignore someone? Fucking annoying, man. But, again, I thought it was cool. I think the I think the lighting, he got dialed in a bit better this time. Yeah. Because a lot of his shit, it's like he's gone just piss neon over everything. I get it. I think neon's cool. Like, I get it. I get it. But when it's just, like, you know, it, there's a scene in um Too Old to Die Young where they're in a barn and it's some nowhere place in a desert and the inside of the barn has neon red lighting it's like no <laughs> like come on like i get it you're setting the tone but i feel like if that's what you got to do to set the tone every time 
it's it's like a fucking art student you know what i mean yeah. it doesn't feel like a, a real director to me you know and i i think with the the copenhagen cowboy it was a lot better you know it's a lot more dialed down i think i really liked it actually the, the look of it you know the light use of light yeah i think it also helped that you know he was dealing with another setting other than los angeles because that's been the setting i think for the past couple of i was drive it was Neon Demon, and I believe it was Too Old to Die Young was was Los Angeles, right? So yeah, was, yeah. Uh, he just kind of uses that as a fallback every single time. And here you've got a more distinct kind of spread out environment. You've got very, uh, like, less polished looking people in the cast. Like, who's, mm -hmm. the, who's the, the... So, full disclosure, when I was watching this the very first time, I was also in the middle of filming, like a week of filming. So I was just kind of passively taking in everything and then uh i was listening to like a podcast talk about the show and they were talking about vampires i was like vampires where the fuck were the vampires in the series i don't remember any vampires and then i watched it again i was like oh yeah there were vampires the entire time i didn't catch that i just <laughs> really? i was completely shut off yeah i guess they're vampires Dude, they go out in the day and shit but they're vampires um, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So um, that was something I didn't like, get. Fuck off at this stage, isn't it? Like, <laughs> go away, man. Like, see, that's annoying. I don't know. Uh, so I had to. So I had to do somebody else's show. Um, Hans, want to help me with the title here? Because I keep it's it's a lengthy, long title of a podcast. Uh, you you help me out. You bailed me I out. Saw it, I saw it. I saw on YouTube. I know which one you mean. Yeah, mutual social aberration society. Yeah, I think social... no, no, not social liberation. <laughs> whatever, the, whatever you're saying. Uh, and I, I I cheated and I did a I listened to the dub version because I have to work I have to work on yeah. the state lottery ten hours a day yeah. so I was listening to the dub version on the TV and I was absorbing it much easier and I was like wow uh, this is like a completely different series than what I remember watching um, and it is completely fantastical and and vampire esque and she's whatever and mutual aberration society I just said that I remember it so. Oh. Anyway, um, yeah, I think he's got to get away from that. I think he has to go do Pusher 4 or something and then Drive 2. I think he actually has to go down mm -hmm. the full Kevin Smith arc of just making sequels to your best movies 40 years later. I don't know. I think he's got arrogant. I, I get that vibe. I mean, I, he's arrogant anyway. I've seen him in interviews. It's, like, it's absurd some of the things that comes out of his mouth. But... <laughs> I, like, like he, honest to God, it's like, bro, no one, no one knows who you are outside of like pretty niche circle of like enjoyers of film. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like he, I feel like he makes films for the people that like pat him on the back now, which is really annoying. I don't feel like he makes films for like, like Drive is one of his most mainstream films, but it's great. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Like he's not an art house guy. He's not the mainstream guy. It's like, what is he? But I feel like he's at the point where he's like, well, people don't get it. I'll just do what the fuck I, I'll just make it anyway. I, I, I guarantee he was given some kind of remit at Amazon and he just like, yeah, forget that. Let's just make this anyway. Um, like this. I, I don't know. It annoys me. I think I think I got I was starting to get into his stuff and I was like, you know what? I can kind of appreciate it. Even Neon Demon. I was like, ah, oh, it's kind of interesting. Um and then I saw a documentary about him and Ryan Gosling said that on the set of Drive, he was wandering around. Um, he was he was wandering around with a blanket wrapped around his dick and balls because he believed it kept the power in 
and he was listening to like Joy Division crying on set. When I heard that, I was like, I'm "I'm out now. I'm out. Like, like, get over yourself. I really think I get it. All that Hollywood shit. And there's actually a video of him. Like he's literally crying with a fucking like blanket wrapped around his dick and balls. Um, and, and like some other Gosling was like, yeah, some, some of the other actors, we just started doing it too. Like what kind of this, like disgusting lunatic asylum is Hollywood. You know what I mean? Like, sure. And I kind of thought like, he's just one of them guys now, you know what I mean? And it's like, he's trying to act like this different guy. He's all, he's all, uh, he is like, nah, man, you're just one of them guys. He always wants to be like one of them guys, but also a little bit of an outsider. It's, it, you know what I mean? It's like, get over yourself. I just get that vibe a lot from him now. I wish I hadn't watched that. <laughs> Every time I watch some of his stuff, and Drive is one of my favorite films, and now I'm just knowing that the director had a, a fucking blanket wrapped around his dick and balls. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I just can't handle it, man. He was saying he's keeping in his chi. Oh, What's God, that? What is down. that... Uh that uh fredkin and interview where he says that only god forgives is one of the greatest movies ever oh william Friedkin. yeah his interview with yeah. william Friedkin. i saw great. that yeah yeah i posted yeah. a clip to that to instagram ages ago that's so rich with with quotes from both of them uh yeah. definitely worth checking out for anyone who hasn't seen it yeah um what, what was i gonna say so uh yeah he does wear a dress on the set of everything he does for that exact reason. Uh, have you ever? Uh, he does it with everything. Mm -hmm. He does. He's been doing it, I guess, since he moved to the U.S. and and started directing Hollywood films. So it is a Hollywood thing. Um, have you ever seen the other documentary on him? I know you're talking about My Life, directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, which his wife directed. Have you ever seen Gambler? That's the first no. one. That one's much better. Wait, is that the one where he's in Copenhagen? Yes. Yeah, I did see that. And they interview his parents and shit. Yes, because he puts his his family and production company in severe debt because he fucked up and got too indulgent with Furex and it didn't make any money back. That move that yes. that doc I think is much more interesting. Um is Furex good? Well, I mean, define good. How do you look at well, first of all, how do you look at it's a good Nicholas Winding Refn film? Uh, it, it's kind of like him doing David Lynch to the most David Lynch extreme, which sounds kind of obnoxious, but it's not bad. Uh, it, it's a murder mystery done through the perspective of a guy who is like, um, he's a security guard at a shopping mall, and he just reviews tapes trying to find the guy who killed his wife because she went missing That's at the mall. Cool. It's a cool concept. Um, but it's a little frustrating and it veers off in a different way. Like you wind up knowing who the killer is and all this and that, but the way that he handles the second half of the movie, I, I don't know if it's the most favorable way to the narrative. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I would say it's worth checking out. I mean, it's not as indulgent or as long as anything that he's done as of late. Also Hans, you said only God forgives is so fucking long. It's 90 minutes. It's a 90 minute movie. Only God forgives. It just feels long, I guess. It's the man. standard runtime for any film. I, I will say, though, as much as I do find him really annoying, and I mean, I'm being super, I mean, I'm negative all the time, but. You should fight him. You should like, do I'm celebrity kind of boxing him. against Refn. Did you see that footage of him training? No, uh, I, did, I don't think I did. Hell, man. What? 
there's like footage of like so he's doing the i don't know why i saw on youtube but he's like yeah i want to i want to include like tie boxing in in uh only only god forgives and i was like oh, okay cool like, i've been doing tie boxing since i was young so i was like this mm -hmm. could be cool and he doesn't really want to do it he doesn't give a fuck he just goes to one tie camp watches them for like five minutes and then some trainer gets him to like punch in the air and like this like fucking like air con room it's so funny his like soft body just like oh <laughs> not there's anything wrong with it but it's just like bro you should not let you if you knew that was going to be in this you should have had at least six seven weeks just to get looks slightly <laughs> yeah okay. you yeah know what I mean? he seems funny. like he's got the worst but, form you know, for fighting he's just kind of long <laughs> and soft chin, man. It's crazy. yeah yeah, no yeah. shoulders. Hans, no you want to take a look and see if that part. clip's on YouTube or something? I would be very curious to see how how his his form is when throwing <laughs> punches. But anyway, sorry, uh, I was yeah. saying like as much as um I'm negative about it, I'll be honest. Everything he does, I want to watch it. You know what I mean? Every new thing he does, I'm like, oh, okay, I'll watch that one. It's almost like I just want something as good as Drive again because I think Drive is just near perfect, man. I love that film. I think it's so fucking good. You know. What do you think it is that made that movie stick out as opposed to everything else he's done? I mean, he, he obviously decided to go a second round with Ryan Gosling on a more measured budget with Only God Forgives. And that's obviously a very different tonal, uh, uh, tonally different film than what that is. And he wrote the script to that. He didn't write the script to Drive. What do you think it was that Drive had that everything else is just lacking? I think it's a little bit more grounded. Every time he wants to veer off into like, oh, this is a little bit crazy. Oh, look, I'm experimental. It's like he does, but it's it's brought back quite quick. You know what I mean? It's mm. enough to make it interesting. Um, I think it's it's obviously more mainstream, but I I don't think there's anything really wrong with that. I, I hate this idea of people just making things for this elite class of people. That, oh, yeah, we get it. We get it. It's it's just, I, I find that very arrogant. If Surely if you make something, you want as many people as possible to get something from it. You shouldn't make and create sure. something to just be like, yeah, just just this little demographic is going to like it. You know, I, I think that's weird. I think that's really, it's just very arrogant, I, I think. And it, it's, it's like the kind of thing of like, um, I remember one time when I was really young and I was like coming up learning to be like a reporter and writing and whatever. And I read this thing by... Uh, J.D. Salinger, the guy that wrote um, Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. Yeah, and, and he got to a point in his career where he would write a whole book and be like, no one deserves this. And he and he got so wrapped up in himself that he would just not release his writing. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, No one's that much of an artist that they have to you know limit themselves. So I think with Drive, it felt like it was unleashed a little bit more. You know, I feel like it was less arrogant. But I think it was like a very, it was a very straightforward script. The story was there, but it, it employed all these like strange elements. And I think because Drive, the well, he hasn't got hasn't got a name, has he? But the driver, like I think that that again, I fucking hate films where a lead character doesn't have a name. Oh, that drives me mad. But anyway, the driver, he is that kind of monotone, shy, but like he's a cool guy. But it works as everyone else kind of gravitates around him you know what i'm saying with different attitudes and different characters whereas when you like i said earlier when you make everybody the guy from drive it just feels like you know it feels like the sims without the personality things put up it just doesn't work it's like mm. oh 
could this guy not be bothered to write a character? I felt like that's what it feels. I'm like, could he not be bothered? Like, did he, did he just, is it more, it's like fashion over function. Like, like too old to die young was, was the fashion over function for me. You know, it was too, it looked cool. It sounded cool. But then the core of it is like, where is it? You know? Yeah, I think well, he's he also, one of these guys who probably is best incorporated into something that is already going to exist on its own, and he can bring his style and his flair to it and fill the mold, essentially, as opposed to building the thing from scratch. That seems to be where you have yeah. most of the flaws. Sorry, Hans, I cut you off there. Yeah, because uh, to go with Jake's point, I feel like he also picks very interesting-looking, at least, uh, actors. Uh, even yes, even yes, when he goes yeah. to Denmark, or look at people that have a lot of personality with just their face, but then they don't do mm. much. So then it's like, oh, I, you know, I want something from this character, and you're not giving it to me. It's just it's more like for the stills that they look cool or interesting, and then they don't really say or do anything interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's like yeah. I know everything uh, to be honest like even this copenhagen cowboy if you see a still which i did first um of the lead character i don't even remember her name of the lead character and it's like all lit and there's like red and everything you don't get much more from her from watching it you know what i mean you really don't it's like yeah that's she's moody that's it we don't see any <laughs> any vulnerability it, there's just no i don't know yeah it's 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 exactly that it's like it's it's made for style but not for like i don't know it sounds corny but i want to like feel something for the character you know what i mean it's i don't know well it's like that uh predator like last predator movie where autism is a superpower it feels like this girl really? like <laughs> yeah one of the kids i think the kid the kid has autism and then he's able to decipher the helmet or whatever because only uh, someone with autism is able to do that so that's why they they save the day by using his autism powers pretty much she feels yeah. like she feels like there's something going on with her too but her thing is she's got powers so then it's like i don't like is that yeah. her whole personality her, her thing is like she's a little strange where she doesn't emote or do anything or just fights with a straight face where when she looks like she should be in pain she doesn't kind of show that she's in pain so it's difficult to to figure out what her purpose even is other than i'm gonna make people feel better i guess which is not a very interesting premise for a character and really. she does she has that thing where like uh one minute she's really tough and then she fucks everybody up and then the next minute she gets like put into a car or something gets dragged away yeah. it's like what like, i thought you were a superhero like now you're not like throws me off man <laughs> look how he's frozen i think he i think uh Refin might have deleted every video of him fighting off the internet or well, gotten it taken down because i can't man. find it good i i, I can find, find i found some of him uh like interviewing people from bangkok wearing a towel over his <laughs> Instead, like pants, I guess. I don't, I don't like a blanket wrapped on, on his it's, belly, it's, and he's. It's that I think it's that one. But it's too short. Like it doesn't. It doesn't show any of his fighting. It just shows like him talking to Ryan Gosling, and then they kind of show him. But there's no. <laughs> ah, I'm trying to find his no shoulders throwing a punch would be funny. Did I we lose him? He's frozen. He's oh. frozen. <laughs> Look at it. I don't know if you can see. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm looks. still. Pro can you guys hear me? Can you hear me at all? I don't think they can. That is so good, bro. 
<laughs> he looks he looks like he's from like Looney Tunes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's an old chaplain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> innocent. You're like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> well the thing is that he's uh, also but... the one recording it so i don't know if he's getting any of it oh yeah he said uh he said oh, i'm he still is? recording you both fine i'll come back in a sec okay that's good i gotta fire this oh. fucking guy man ah where is he um it's one i've watched so I, I, to be honest i don't know um i don't know why he's doing it but it's like something to do with yeah, it's something to do with the only God forgives, and he's like, "Yeah, I wanted to." That's what annoyed me. He, he, like, he's he includes the Thai boxing part of it, and it's like, okay, like this is quite cool. Like this is interesting. It's you know, it's like, oh, he's got this gym, and they're you know they're kind of dealing drugs through there, and that's you know like fucking typical Westerner scumbag pedophiles, like very real in Thailand. And then yeah. oh, he's back, and then, and then right. like within, within twenty minutes, they're just like, yeah, forget that. Like, it doesn't mean yeah. it does it. You know what I mean? That really annoyed me. I was like, maybe it's just because I like, like, Thai boxing and shit. But I thought that could have made for a really interesting kind of center point. Because even even in with Thai boxing, there's, like, a really interesting history behind it. It's, like, the human weapon, like, eight-point fight. And it dates back, like, a, you know, 2,000 years, whatever the fuck. And in Thailand, if you're poor, the young boys, they, like, push them into Thai boxing. Like, they're eight years old and they have, like, full contact fights and they make money from it and people bet on it. So I thought, oh, that could be a really interesting thing. And But then it's, like, I thought that's what it was going to be the first time. Like, this is going to be interesting. And then it just, within 20 minutes, it's, like, this guy wants to fuck his mum. Like, there's, like, the same <laughs> fucking thing he does in all his films. Like, I was like, oh, okay, another one where he wants to fuck his own mum. Like, okay. Was there an incest element in Copenhagen Cowboy? Because I, I think that might have went over my... There seems to have been... So there definitely was the, yes, the father wanting to fuck is. the daughter yeah, yeah. and too old to die young. What is it in Copenhagen? So in, in, in Too Old to Die Young, it's the fucking uh, Jesus, right? He gets fucked by his own mom. And oh, that's right. That, we, yeah. we tells, tells his wife um, and then she has to like pretend to be his mom, which is just fucking weird and depressing. Mm. And then in uh, Only God Forgives, he wants to, like, he clearly wants to fuck his that's mom. I think his mom fucks over. him. Yeah. That's kind of like the what's implied, right? That his mom has fucked him. Like, um, and then in Copenhagen Cowboy, that weird serial killer guy, there's just a point where his mom just comes in and like takes off her top. Oh, and he's yeah, like, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, fuck my mom. Like, it's so strange. Bro. <laughs> and then when I watched this documentary about Nicholas Wine and Reffin and, and his mom was like super nice and like really, you could just tell she was like a good mother. He clearly got whatever he wanted and. I thought, man, did he fuck his mom? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell everybody? Like, I, I don't know. I, I, there's certainly that element of telling on yourself that seems to be a component to many auteurs, but who knows? I mean, I, look, I don't, I don't think it's worth reading into since I like Refn. I don't want to read too much into that. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it, it seems to be a recurring thing. Um, Here's the other thing too that that I did not catch immediately until my second watch is like the whole sperm infertility aspect of the show. I, a lot of it just went over my head on that first viewing. Is Fabio talking yes, about the cultural importance of his sperm to that Chinese woman, and uh, that's just like the family mo is we're gonna like procreate as much as possible. I guess I don't know. Um, Hans, what did you he think about that? Been weird. 
Yeah. I didn't catch that at you all. You didn't I catch didn't... that? You just watched no. it. What the fuck oh, do you mean know. you didn't catch that? It's all in the episodes you watched that. Jake, what, or you were going to say something. No, I didn't catch it either. But oh. I, what I was going to say, there's another weird thing I saw reference saying in like one of these documentaries I watched where I can't remember verbatim, but he's like, hmm, I like some dark things. And it's like, I don't know. It's, it's, he's got something going on. Like, he's like, I like some dark things that you can't really express in, you know, <laughs> normal society and i put them in my film and i was thinking like please like please don't be like a pedo <laughs> maybe he just means like, like I don't, I don't purple think... and navy blue legos or something i don't know maybe he meant yeah, literal true, dark yeah. things uh yeah let's think of the most this let's think of the most innocent thing it could be right you gotta watch your words if you make them kind of films <laughs> you know yeah yeah, I think so. Um, by any chance, do you, do you enjoy Lars von Trier at all? That's his nemesis. Uh, his father Did worked as like, on? no, they hate each other. They hate each other's guts. Really? They're both yeah. from Denmark, right? Mm -hmm. So Refn's yeah, father I saw, worked. I saw him yeah, he, he worked for Lars uh, as an assistant editor or something. So he knew Lars growing up. Lars is maybe like 10, 15 years older than him. And uh, just hates him, calls him a Nazi and a misogynist and all this, this, this like SJW stuff before it was like a thing. Because yeah. Nymphomaniac and him saying, oh, wow. you know, he, what, what did Lars say, Hans, about Hitler? What was the exact quote? Let's put it in your voice, your German voice. Oh, what was it? Let me look for it and I'll read it up. I don't know. He thought. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, there was some controversy. Yeah. He got banned from, from Cannes, I believe. Over... Oh, he said he understands him. Yes. Right? Yeah, he said, yeah. I understand Hitler. And uh, they said, all right, you're not allowed here. Clip anymore. that. Clip that Kirsten Dunst looked mortified <laughs> uh, at the press conference. And then by the time he does Nymphomaniac, he's uh, wearing a shirt that says Persona Non Grata, and Shia LaBeouf has a bag oh, over oh. his head. What a I great read the whole, film. I read the yeah. full quote. It says, uh, he did some wrong things, absolutely. But I can see him sitting there in his bunker at the end. I sympathize with him, yes, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, oh, great. Hell. This uh, is a grown man that got cunts tattooed on his fingers. Yeah, like, you can't take him serious. Like, no, yeah, exactly. Uh, well, he yeah. had a series. Films, though, I, I don't know about his films. I watched Nymphomaniac, and it just felt gross. Not good. It's like it was like every scene. I thought you stink. Everyone in that film yeah. stinks. <laughs> it was like cold, stinking sex. Like with like gross people that are like. You know, I, I've, I've encountered people like that in London where it's like they come into work and they fucking stink and they're like, yeah. that's their thing. Their thing is that they wear like everything they wear, they look cold. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's you know, the way that like um, fucking Dasha from like Red Scare dresses now, <laughs> that like yeah. trad, like milkmaid looking shit. It's like it just that shit makes me just feel cold and it's sticky. Like I put my hand yeah. in something, yeah, you know what I mean. That's that's what Infomaniac made me feel like. So I didn't really get. It. I did. I, I thought you know, the concept sounded cool, but then I watched. it, I was like, oh, none of this is attractive. <laughs> maybe that's the point, though. I don't know. I, I was think... pretty young. I was like eighteen. Maybe I thought I was gonna watch porn or something, and I was like, yeah, what is this? Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. It was kind of weird. I think that's kind of the point to a degree, anyway, where they're trying to like make you feel icky about it yeah i i don't know i yeah. i enjoyed i enjoyed nymphomaniac the the director's cut especially but uh lars had a series come out this year that premiered around the same time as copenhagen cowboy i thought it was interesting how it seems like 
these auteurs who are especially popular in like the last decade seem more interested in doing scripted television programming now as opposed to films. Park Chan-wook is another guy. He just did a little drummer. He's working on uh, an HBO show with Robert Downey Jr. about the Vietnam mm -hmm. War called The Sympathizer, which could be interesting. Um, and Lars, I think, is going to be dead within the next year or two. That was like his his swan song, his coda for his career. Um, yeah, he's got uh, Parkinson's or something. Parkinson's. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Is he good? Like, I have heard he's like, like my, I have a friend that really likes him. I just never got a chance to check him out. Like, I know he's a bit weird. Like, is he actually good? Like, he makes good shit. Yeah, I think I think so. But you have to you have to develop yeah. kind of like Revan. You have to develop a taste mm -hmm. for for his work. Yeah. And I think yeah. he's a funnier director than Revan. I thought yeah. I thought his uh, series he did, The Kingdom Exodus, was was surprisingly very funny. Um, yeah. And I didn't expect that. I hadn't even watched like the first two uh, versions of that series because it's like a it's kind of his version of Twin Peaks. He decided to do his Twin Peaks oh, to return, okay. and it's uh, about like a a weird hospital that's kind of I, I don't know Hans, how would you put it? What is it? Not haunted, but it's like multi-dimensional. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it deals with like different realities, and then this hospital is in like the middle of, I guess, a dimensional what rift you can call it. I guess where you, where if you go into some rooms, you end up in like a different dimension where there's a gigantic head and there's like bleach fields or or whatever so it's uh yeah. it's it's very weird like that where where there's two stories going on at the same time and the second story it deals with yeah like a different dimension like a different realm that most people are not yeah. aware of it exists there but it's but it is i love like twin peaks is great like i think that's like twin peaks is like the first and second series like one of my favorite things ever the return i i just was like why you know i just you should go honestly if you enjoyed too old to die young enough you should go back to the return you might have a better opinion of it um do you know what? a friend of mine uh, said this i was talking to her about it and she was like oh my god you need to rewatch it because to be honest i rewatch i watched it when it came out and i wanted it to be like the first two series you know yeah. what i mean so maybe i should go back to it but I, it just doesn't feel like Twin Peaks. It's no. Like, what the fuck is it? It's a you fuck know, you in a way to the Twin Peaks audience who just wanted it to continue. The whole Why But here's do the thing. That? I, I don't know. I I felt that way for like the first ten episodes and then I was like, you know what? I think I actually kinda like Dougie. I think I might like Dougie as much as I like Coop now. I was sad to see Dougie really? go at the end. Once he comes back and is like Coop full time. Um yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think I've definitely warmed to Twin Peaks to return um, since finishing it the first time and then going back and watching it. I think I think it's great. I think it might be one of the best things. It might be the best thing David Lynch has done, in my opinion. Yeah. Really? I think Fuck, so. I gotta check it. Yeah. I'm yeah. not crazy on his work though. Like I love Twin Peaks, but I think Mark Frost was a big part of that actually. But I like actually I love Eraserhead. I think Eraserhead's really good, and I like Blue Velvet. But but the rest of it, I watched some of his other stuff, and I was a bit like, yeah. I you know what a I similar just... thing that I get from Reffin. Mm -hmm. like, I, I call it like wanking in front of the mirror. You know, I feel like <laughs> a lot of his stuff is like, it's like literally watching himself. He's like masturbating over the vision of himself masturbating. You know what I mean? I, sure. I, find, I get that vibe from a lot of it, which is really annoying. Uh, so all right, what, what is it about then the, the first two Twin Peaks that you feel you enjoyed? Is it like the soap opera elements of it? Is it the, the emotional drama? Because I enjoyed that part. 
and I checked out a show recently called Northern Exposure, which is like Twin Peaks without the mystery. It's just people living in a small town, and I bought on eBay six seasons of Northern Exposure, <laughs> having only seen a couple of episodes of it. So that's what my television experience is going to be. Look at that. Nice, wholesome 90s, people smiling, having fun in Alaska. That's what I enjoy. You're promoting this like you got shares in it. What's going I, on? I, believe me, <laughs> I wish. I wish I was. Well, it's all right. <laughs> Listen, it's fine. Uh, uh, peaks. I don't know. I just love the... At first, the mystery of it is, like, very, very cool. And then the, like... They very slowly introduce the supernatural elements. You know mm. what I mean? Like, it's very smart. I think the first series especially, it's still very grounded in reality. And then, it, I don't know, man. And there's this kind of... You realize quickly that, okay, this isn't meant to be, like, gritty. It's not meant to be serious, but it is serious. But it's also, like, everything feels a little bit like there's something eerie about it. It's just unnerving. You know, it feels like any character at any point could turn around and look down the camera and be like, I see you, Jake. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, they feel very fucking creepy. Like, and I think he really builds the eeriness in a really good way. And I like everyone in that is such a great actor, I think, because they act at first. I remember when I first ever got into it, I was like really young. I was like 21. Didn't even know who David Lynch was. Didn't know what it was. Just saw it on like Sky. I was like, fuck it, put this on. And I was like, well, this is the weirdest acting. Like, this isn't real. And then when I kind of clocked, I was like, okay, it's not meant to feel real. It's meant to be surreal. You know what I mean? And then mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I just loved it. And it, it really scratches. I love like anything eerie, you know, like the other, the eeriness. Like, and I always, I hate, you know, it's like, um, you know, like I, I always use Cloverfield as a good example. I think as soon as they actually showed the monster, it was over for me. I had no interest in that anymore. I love that thing when you don't quite know and you never have to know why it is eerie. What is it? It's once you find the mystery, it's never as interesting as what it could be. You know what I mean? And I think Absolutely. Twin Peaks did that really well. You know, they held on to it forever really well. And there's, I was watching it. I actually rewatched it um, around at the moment. And there's a, I, I kind of never thought about it at the first, but it's like, oh, is it, is Leland like a, is the, or Bob rather, is Bob like a kind of, um, like the personification of like the evil within men or, or not men as men. I mean, the evil within like humans, you know what I mean? And then as soon as I thought that they literally address it in the show, the one of the, like Harry goes like, Oh, is Bob maybe the personification of evil that all men and women have inside them. And then when I realized that I was like, okay, that's actually not what it's meant to be because he's made that obvious. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I was like, that's really cool. I like that, that he's kind of gone. I know you were thinking that, but fucking think again you know what i mean I, I really like that about it it's very open i think how did you feel about twin peaks once they actually solved the mystery and they didn't really know where to go next and it was just like it was coop versus what was his name fucking i gotta look this guy up he's got a very distinct name yeah, but he I had like a new yeah, villain like, uh, yeah yeah um yeah i think they really should have they should have maybe not have done that like there's that weird story arc where um Oh god, I can't remember his name. The guy with a huge forehead. He's just an, he's so annoying. Him and fucking um Oh my god, I forgot the name. They're so boring and annoying. The the two friends of Laura Palmer, anyway. Oh um, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. Like there's yeah, there's a side plot where he like he he has a relation, he has like an affair with an older woman. She's a good actress, she just died recently, it's it's quite sad. 
But um, I read a thing where even the screenwriters were like, we're, we're really sorry to the viewers for doing that. Like, everyone hates it, you know, and it's it's really bad. Yeah, but I don't know. I liked, I like. I, I think they kept with the, the eeriness of it. I, 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 what I did like is they go to the Black Lodge a little bit more. You know, mm. they open that up a bit more. It becomes more than just a dream, which I thought was interesting. But it also is weird, you know. Yeah, I, I enjoy the fact that season two decides to do something completely different i guess because they they fired david lynch or he quit so you have the windham earl character that's the character i was thinking of yeah who becomes that, yeah. the antagonist and then david lynch comes back at the very end and does like the darkest episode in television history after you've gotten like essentially yeah. like a pretty uh freewheeling kind of uh uh fun more light-hearted version of twin peaks you come back and it's completely dark and it sets up the return and he kills off Wyndham mm -hmm. Earl almost like immediately. He's like, all right, f fuck the past 15 episodes. We're getting back to real Twin Peaks now. Yeah. And you get into the, that finale. Um, what did you think about uh, Fire Walk With Me? People were not fond of Fire Walk With Me when it came out. And now it's like the the film, film bro, Twitter, film guy, letterboxed, fan favorite pick, Fire Walk With Me. Is it? Yeah. Oh, the Halloween cool. 3 is the best of the franchise. One, oh, take, them guys, you know, know. Yeah. guys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like they you you can't just enjoy things, you have to, it has to become your personality. Mm -hmm. It's like it's people ruin things like that, it's so annoying. But no, I, I, I liked it, it was fine. I remember watching it when I was young, like, like right after Twin Peaks, and it's a real change of pace, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, it's like fucking hell, what the hell was that? There's too much screaming in it. I just remember it just like fucking screaming every minute like oh god drove me mad man that's why i can't watch um attack on titan that anime like every second it's ah! like scream <laughs> screaming like i hate anything with too much screaming and it drives me mad so yeah i just remember the screaming a lot but i thought it was i like the concept of it i think it's pretty fucking cool but i don't know man it's it, I, it was one of the ones was like did it did we need it i don't know if we did do you know what i mean it mm -hmm. was, i wasn't i didn't i don't really care either way I think um, it, I, cool I think it was or... interesting that he decided to veer off from his own like established history a bit with the Leland character and he kind of paints the Leland character to be always sinister and in... see here's the thing too mm. it'll come back to Refn with incest which is that I don't I don't know if that's necessarily a sincere interest because he loves David Lynch so much he might have just seen Twin Peaks and and Fire Walk with me and been like oh wow the incest I'll make that my thing mm. That's gonna be my thing now. Yeah. Incest. That's what's cool. Wow. That's what the kids love is incest, and that's all permeating each <laughs> of his films now. I, I, I don't know. Is that a big thing? Uh, well, if you ask the midget from Twin Peaks, he says yes. He says some damning things about David, Lynch, but he's also really deeply mentally ill. Yes, he is. That's why he did yeah. not come back for the return. That's why he was replaced with uh -oh. like a clay plant. So. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, he gets That's a clay a plant. Yeah. Uh, who would think to do that other than David Lynch? I enjoy his weather reports. You know what I would love to see you. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I always I do this man. I'm such a weirdo. I have this thing in my head where I'm like, it'd be so cool if this director did a film about this. Uh but like real life events. And I was thinking, could you imagine a David Lynch film about the Epstein scandal? It would be. I just think he would make it so good. You know what I mean? I don't. I, how how would he even approach that? Where how do you approach that? I don't know. You know, 
You will make well, him the hero anyway, of the anyway. story. Huh? Epstein's just well, a little weird. But... Yes, no, it's, it was Bob inside well, Epstein yeah. all the time. But like, you know, like all the weird, like esoteric shit, the fucking temple. You know, like Epstein had that temple, which CNN will tell you was just for pianos. Like, yeah, sure. Is temple, that what they said? All these like fucking. That's what they said. Like, yeah, it was his piano room. Really? Oh. It was his piano room. Why did he make it so fucking it's big Liberace thing. It's like the son of Ra statue was on the fucking thing. <laughs> like it's all this Egyptian stuff. That guy was into the occult big time, like into weird esoteric shit. And I don't know. I think it, I think he would do a good job of like introduce you know, like he could bring Bill Gates on the plane as like this wacky like PC nerd. Mm -hmm. But then when you get to it, you do end up seeing like this. I do but I think what he would do is yeah, or in my head, the David Lynch I'm thinking he'd make it all kind of like Here's this like wacky nerd. Here's this banker. Here's this silly guy. They're all like on the plane, but then make the ending just the darkest fucking shit ever. Because that's what you need to do. Because the uh, the, the fucking news at large is still just like, well, there's like 50 people that are really fucking famous still that were on his plane and mm. in his books. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Let's just put him back on. Bill Gates is like somehow just allowed to be back in the news. Like, yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, in a, in, a, in a normal world, like, anywhere he goes, you'd be like, what the fuck were you doing on that plane? Like, why were you on it so much? Why were you going to these, like, weird science retreats with him, you know? Um, I don't know. I, I think David Lynch would do, like, a version of that where he kind of highlights the absurdity of the way it is now, but then, like, really bringing back, like, the darkness of it, you know? Mm -hmm. I think the one that should do that is Wo Woody Allen playing Epstein <laughs> himself. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. just like a Navy, just nervous guy. You couldn't, and then... you, you couldn't do that, man. You couldn't have, have any kids on set, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I think I the biggest injustice. I think the biggest injustice is oh. that after all that, they still greenlit Rush Hour Four. Oh. Did they? Yes, they know. Did. Well, yeah, he was on the, that plane with Bill Clinton. <laughs> he was yeah. hanging out on the pedophile plane with Bill Clinton. And then you get a guy who gets like cancelled off of the internet for saying something 50 years ago on Twitter. Like, mm -hmm. It's like, no, you can go and fucking be on a pedophile's plane. Um, that's fine. Like, fucking hell, man. I just been reading a load of books on this Epstein. I'm obsessed with this, actually. I never actually done any work on it. I'm just obsessed with it. And each book you read, I, I make sure not to read the like stupid fucking conspiracy theory ones, you know, it just muddies the water. Like if you read the book that he's lit, the literal lawyer, Brett Edwards, um, he's the guy that kind of got Epstein actually finally in jail and shit. Mm. He, it's like, even he is like, <laughs> he says like with proof, he's like, yeah, the FBI literally like intervened to save him. Like, and it's like the fucking lawyer, he's not a conspiracy guy. Like he's very straight up and down. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm just reading it every time I read this shit and I just think, fucking, how is that happened? You know, how is that just, it's like, well, Ghislaine's in prison. That's fine. It's like, oh, it was just her, was it? Like fucking hell. Yeah. Well, do you, th you, you think there's too. validity to him being an asset for either the U.S. government or Mossad or, or I feel like that's yeah, got to be the case. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I mean, your average person who hasn't looked into it will be like, oh, that's a conspiracy theory. Even even the lawyer, Brett Edwards, is like kind of looks like that. You know what I mean? He says in the book, he's like, there's just no other reason that he would be protected like this. It, there's something going on, you know, and he has a story about um there was a guy, uh, there was a bank manager, and it's like, I don't know, like JP Morgan Chase or whatever, like a massive bank. And there's a story that the bodyguard tells in the book 
Epstein's former bodyguard, where like Epstein just bursts into the fucking office, like no invite, kicks the fucking door in, like smashes down on the table. He's like, I told you to, to wire two million to Israel. Why isn't it there? And he's like, we're doing it, we're doing it. And apparently Epstein's like, fucking get it done. He's like, leaves, you know what I mean? And it's like, bro, what the fuck is going on? Like, how does anyone, no matter how rich you are, you, you can't do shit like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. not, that's something else, you know? So I don't know. I, I think so. I think... I mean, if you look at the um, the FBI, literally, they did something where it's it's kind of technically illegal because they didn't tell the defendants. They intervened with a case and like tried it in secret and just got him the best deal ever. This is before he got fully caught. He actually went. He was meant to be in prison before. You know, he got like a little cushy prison. Right. Where, yeah. Well, he was on house arrest. Yeah. 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 And the FBI mm -hmm. like literally got involved and helped him do it and then got him off and it's and they would never gave an answer why. You know. So something's going on but unfortunately you get people that run away with it and then that makes it easier for the mainstream to ignore because they go oh that's some you know that's some kooky shit and it's like ah yeah that is but that's just masking all the real shit you know it's conspiracy jake understand it yeah, yeah. it's all it's crazy. all q yeah. it's all q and on you know 4 chance. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> come on <laughs> Uh, I noticed you have rings are like it's crazy though. They're, they're wide all over the world, happening all the time. Like you read about it, and it's like because it's someone rich, people are like no, it's a conspiracy. Like what? Mm. <laughs> Fuck that. Man. You know, I was just. I don't, are you familiar with Art Bell at all, Jake? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I have a, I have a t-shirt with him on it. Oh really? <laughs> I just discovered crazy. his show recently, yeah. so I I found that someone's been uploading yeah. old. Uh, yes. episodes onto Spotify and that's my nighttime show because I've already gone through all the true crime stuff on YouTube all the creepy pasta stuff yep yeah um, and now I'm on yeah. to Art Bell and uh, I, I was listening to Art Bell last night and he had David Icke on talking about uh, how yeah. there's an alien race that <laughs> that that is secretly like within the Caucasian race and it's elites and you take a look at yeah, yeah. England's hierarchy and royalty and you'll see that it's all the same alien bloodline i don't know what the fuck is going on yeah, yeah 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 um i don't know i was gonna say you might enjoy some art bell but i i, I don't know he's he's got you know his patience oh, no, for people's yeah, yeah. for people's stories that are like clearly bullshit is amazing yeah, crazy. yes right 99.9 percent .9 of every episode he ever did is total fucking bullshit <laughs> mm -hmm. i enjoy it for me it's like reality tv kind of yeah you know what i mean i'm like this is obviously bullshit but it's funny, it's entertaining, and like one percent of like, what if? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I love a his, lot of it is ghost to ghost <laughs> shows specifically. Like I'll listen to yeah, like, people yeah, yeah, phoning yeah. with ghost stories, <laughs> and you'll get something that sounds like it's legit. Because I mean, I I believe that people have these experiences. I've had a paranormal experience before at the age of ten, um, so I, yeah. I'm open to it. Well, I believe that shit. Uh, yeah, I am as well. But then you'll get a caller that's like, there was a giant man with a moose's head at the bottom of my bed and there was fire coming out of his eyes right. and art bell's like wow that's incredible <laughs> it's just like how do you not fucking He's hang like, up on this guy believe it, listeners? Yeah. yeah there's an episode where he talks to this woman that apparently died and she went to hell and then she went to heaven and he's here she's here to talk about it and she's just like 
yeah and there's like a dragon thing and then there was a lot of flames and he's like wow questioning this there's also another episode where he only talks to vampires and he's like oh, oh I this line is just oh, yeah yeah <laughs> someone so there was so a vampire funny. a vampire phoned in and was like yeah you know i can go out during the day i just choose not to and then some someone called in and was like oh yeah I know this guy. I hang out with his son sometimes. He's a vampire. Yeah. And she's like, how the fuck yeah, old is this guy? It's, it's just some 50-year-old man out in like Idaho who thinks he's a vampire. He yeah. has kids and he's dressed like a vampire. Ugh. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. But I, I love that shit, man. It's like a real fascinating like microcosm of like, you know, it's it's not dangerous. You know, mm. it's human madness. Yeah. It's, it's silly, but it's not dangerous, I don't think. I'm every fucking liberal like i've actually said this a few times on shows where people are like well you, you can't you you know you shouldn't say that because conspiracies are actually very dangerous i'm like not like most of them aren't like most of them aren't yeah. like you know what i mean like mm -hmm. this guy said he saw loch ness next stop hitler like no it, it just doesn't work <laughs> like that but you know i i think art bell is great and in, in in that he's a funny fuck it's just absurd you know what i mean but it's so fun i think but yeah i was walking it's down the street and i see this market one time and I just saw it from a mile off. I was like, is that an Art Bell t-shirt? And I went there and it was an Art Bell t-shirt. And the guy was like, I was like, I gotta buy it. And the guy's like, yeah, man, you're on the right path too. And I looked and he had like alien bongs and shit. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, sure. Well, it's also a very interesting time capsule because it was before cell phones, before the internet was an actual, you know, connecting the world thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is just him saying that by like 2012, global warming was going to kill Earth. And then if we don't change whatever by I 2015. I was literally listening to that episode last night with Michukaku. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so, so it's a, uh, oh, and every time someone calls from a cell phone, he gets upset. Because he's like, oh, those cell phones very unreliable. The signal is bad. So it's a, it's a, a, yeah, it's a very interesting time capsule of, of, uh, you know, a time where people are still doing what are they called, DVB radios or whatever, and they will communicate that way with those. Uh, radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, he yeah. talks about like he's obsessed with all that stuff. Yeah, and who now is talking about stuff like that? You know, that show's still going, Coast to Coast AM, with uh, what is it, George Nori? George I think? Nori. Yeah, but but this same. one, yeah, it's not the same. Mm. Uh, it, and also, it's really funny when he gets feisty too, because sometimes he gets upset, and and he just yeah. talks about how he's upset with like Republicans doing this and and, and Hillary Clinton yeah. this. So he's just yeah, just an old man, a grumpy old man talking about aliens and demons, and it's great. He really stood by his word though. Like he was really cool. Like because you know, if you look at Alex Jones before Obama, uh, sorry, before Trump, he was. You know, through the whole Obama period, he was a libertarian, fuck the government, they're dangerous. Trump comes in, he's like, I love the government, I love Trump. You know, like, it's so many, I remember, so because I've been looking into this shit since I was about 18, and, like, there were so many, like, libertarian militias in America. Trump came in, and they are, like, 100% love the government. It's like, yeah, you guys don't actually believe in anything, you're just a bit kooky, you know what I mean, and you're mm -hmm. actually full of shit. Fucking Art Bell was like straight down the line. He would not have it, you know. He was really, he very much believed in what he believed in, and that was it. And he wasn't a bad guy. He actually, like, you know, he wasn't, everyone's all about his far right and racist and shit, like with all these new people. Art Bell was like never that guy. Like, he's actually, I found an episode where he's like really 
hammering home like there's someone that's trying to blame the Jews for something and he's like no he's like that's not what we do here and I was like yeah that's cool man like he really believed in something you know even he, he had he had like principles even though he believed that like a woman that went to hell <laughs> yeah very yeah unique. it's very very unique. it's very sweet I think it's quite sweet you know I think I you know if you delve into the whole my career is going to be talking about secret societies and what you're eventually going to brush up against Hasidic territory with him. It's just like supernatural aliens, yeah. creatures, cryptids. The, the one time I've actually heard him lose his patience with a caller was someone called in. He was like, I was a Vietnam war veteran. Art Bell was also a Vietnam war veteran. Mm. So for whatever reason, he has like low tolerance for like either military dislike or or something that that doesn't register as like authentic or something there was a guy who said he fought in vietnam and was having dreams about his drill instructor making him wear a tutu and tights and spanking him and art bell was like no that we don't we don't have that kind of conversation on this show i think you should keep your dreams to yourself next caller yeah coast to coast yeah, yeah. He's uh, he he's wonderful um also very interesting history with him and his many wives and yeah. how yeah, consecutive yeah, yeah. those wives are and how quickly yeah, yeah. he gets married after one marriage ends. Um, and how he started broadcasting from one of those countries for the some Philippines, time too. Yeah. 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 His yes. kids were like Filipino, I think. Yeah. Yes. Well, there's like four different kinds of Asian in his family. <laughs> I think, I don't know. I, 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 I hope so badly that he wasn't actually up to bad shit. <laughs> you know, if Art Bell yeah. gets cancelled, I will lose hope, man. I will lose hope. I found his Twitter feed recently, and I was just going through old tweets, and it was like a lot of complaining at DirecTV for things not working. And um, <laughs> so uh, like, uh, so it, it was good. pretty spread out. Um, yeah. No, I, I I don't know. But so that's been something I've I've enjoyed. Also, I was going to say this before. I noticed you have a Lahane poster on your wall now oh yeah 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 someone got me that for my birthday yeah it's cool man i like playing it's a good film nice. i watched that... that when i was um it's a japanese one it's cool i, I, I love lahane because it's my one of my aunts bought me the dvd i was about 11 and or 12 years old and i remember like looking at this and i was like what the f like my aunt one of my aunts is like very arty you know like very kind of you know, like in the art community, a lot of my family on my mom's side are very much like into that, you know, like art stuff and antiques and things like that. So she would always get me like stuff like that. And I was like, you know, a normal kid in the fucking middle. I was like, what the fuck is this bullshit? You know, like I want to watch Fast and Furious. I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Um, I remember I was grounded and I was like, I can't go out. I just watch this, whatever. And I remember it blew my mind. It's the first time I ever realized like, I don't know, it's the first time I realized that things can be really cool and artistic, I think. I know that sounds dumb, but anything I'd ever seen before that was, like, artistic was some lame fucking cans bullshit that was like, oh, isn't it amazing? Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, no, this is some gritty fucking Paris hood story. And it looks like, you know that shot where he, like, pulls out and it's pulling in or it's famous shot? I remember yeah, just yeah. seeing that and being like... I really, I, in a way, I think, like, seeing that really opened my mind to so much shit. I was like, okay, like, wow, like, there's films that are actually cool. And it, and then I remember, like, what, like, you know, got into that a little bit more. And then years later, I'd watch things 
And I just became a bit like, I'm a real, I'm such a snob with films, you know, like, I'm just the only thing in my life I'm a snob with. You know, like, my friends will be watching, like, Fast and Furious 6, and I was like, oh, no, well, it's, it's Nola Hain. It ruined <laughs> you. Know I mean? Yeah, you can't enjoy it now. It really changed me, man. It really changed my perception, and it made me realize, like, okay, there's fucking cool shit you can, you know, you can actually get hold of that isn't just for people that are up their own ass, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, I think it's you always like it? beneficial to have those those sorts of aunts and uncles who will throw a, a grenade in there every so often that just kind of changes your perspective on things. I had an yeah. uncle who who gifted me some like videotapes when I was like four or five years old and it just fucking put me on like a film path, basically. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Hans, do you have a Lahane that kind of set you? Well, you don't have great. Yeah, taste. So maybe Rob Schneider. <laughs> Rob Schneider is the hot chick, but uh, <laughs> he turns into a, a woman by a wish. It's yeah, very, I feel like uh, I'm the closest thing to that that aunt or uncle to you, Hans. Is making it's you watch in... boring movies. <laughs> yeah, you, you take four days to watch. Yeah, making me watch a lot of why am I watching this yeah. movies and then yeah, yeah. come here and. <laughs> Come here and shit on it while the while the the guest is like, oh, what what am I? <laughs> what is this show? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, I, I've got to have dinner here, so we'll close out the show on that note. I know it's pretty late on your end, Jake. Thank you for coming on and talking yeah. about refing and everything else. And oh, um, yeah, well, what do you got coming out? Because I know you dropped a documentary about a month ago now. When are you going to do something scripted? When are you going to do something something narrative and, and feature-led? That's my, that's my dream, to do that, like a fiction. like a, like, You mean like a fictional film, right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Documentary. Yeah, yeah, that's my dream, man. Um, I would love to, but I just... I mean, I don't... I have, like, an A7S. I don't even know how to use it. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know anything about... I know, like, about good stories and that. Um, recently I've been like writing in my spare time. Like I, I've been trying to, I've been trying to make Sundays the day where I don't do any work because I'm, I'm fucking killing myself. Like, you know what I mean? I'm working yeah. like fuck. And I've been trying to make the Sundays where I don't do anything. And you know, the first couple of times I did it, I was like, oh, I play video games. You know, I'm a fucking nerd. I play like World of Warcraft and shit. But then I got even bored of that. So I was like, you know, what? I'm going to start what I used to do when I was like really young, like writing fiction ideas down and stuff like that. Fuck um so i've been doing stuff like that and i have in my head i was like i want to make like a fucking video game or something like that not like you know I, you ever seen like point and click video games like solve the mystery and shit like that mm -hmm, they're sure. pretty cool you can tell like really interesting story through them and that but anyway yeah. yeah like um i've been doing stuff like that and i i would love to one day make a film like i really hope i can somehow work my way into that as i get older you know what i mean because documentaries are cool but i don't know i've, I've done so much shit where i've thought wow that would make a good film like a movie you know what i mean mm -hmm. that would make a good fiction film like it's things i've seen in real life and it's like no one is ever gonna make that film because it's just so niche and whatever but i know it would be good and blah 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 so i'd love to do that but yeah i don't know man i'm not sure i mean i i think you know i'm 33 now like i think i'm gonna this year i want to do a lot of different things i want to get away from war not away from it completely like obviously i'll always do it but I want to do loads of different things because I don't get the same kick out of that war stuff no more. You know, I, I really, I, I'm just, it's, I don't know. It's your luck can run out, you know, and it's like, sure. I, don't, I don't want to die out here. Like I'm, I'm done with that, but I'm um, not done with it, but I'm doing more safer stuff. But anyway, to, to answer your question, we, I'm, I'm trying to do a doc in Brazil. There's a really interesting thing where it's kind of been done, but I think we can do it in a way no one else has done. 
Like there's certain areas in the favelas where like a million people live there and there's no police, there's no government. They don't even have running water in some places, but the gangs are like the government. And anytime you see someone cover it, it's like, isn't this bad that the gangs are here? And I kind of want to do like, is it bad? Like, you know, I mean, okay, gangs are violent, but it isn't every government violent. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? So I, I want to call it like, I want to call it like gang government or some shit like that. And just look into like, actually, this gang is operating as the state. And that's actually really interesting outside of all the drugs and all of that. You know, like if someone robs their, sh someone's shop gets robbed. These people don't go to the police because there are no police. They go to the gangs and the gangs say, okay, we'll deal with it. And they deal with it, you know, and a lot of people are quite happy with them. So I would love to do that. I think that would be an interesting thing to to kind of look at. Um, and I want to do something in like Asia, you know, because there's, there's a lot of weird shit going on there and no one's really yeah. focusing on it. But um, we'll see, man. We'll see. Um, we've got a lot of plans this year for like, most of my plans are not through. I mean, popular front, we got all that shit already. We already know what we're doing. I want to go and do other stuff now, you know, like mm -hmm. really experimental type shit. Um, which I think, I think you like, I did that with that last doc I put out. Like the edit is very different. Um, it's like almost, you know, I realized that, you know, that Russia doc where we met those partisans. I realized like this is basically just going to be an interview. That's fucking boring, <laughs> you know? I mean, it's not, it's a very good interview. They're very interesting, but that on its own is boring. So we kind of built the scene. And I really, I think I said to you, Jay, like, I really directed that. I, before we even went there, I was like, I know how I want this to look. And it came out, it's the first time where it's come out exactly as I wanted it to look. And I was like, holy shit, like that's a, you got, I got a buzz from that. I was like, fuck it. And it's not fake, it's all real as well. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's like, I was just like, right, make sure we're filming this bit, this bit, this bit, this bit. And yeah, man, it worked out perfect. And what I couldn't believe was these partisans came out of the fucking forest with a like neon red light. <laughs> I was like, you couldn't ask for that. I, know, I was like, it this looks, looks fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah. Bro. Yeah. It was really cool. Like, and uh, I was like, why you got a red light? And he, he was interesting. He was telling us because the light, the color diffuses very quickly. So, you know, they're sneaking around doing stuff. You can't see them like from a mile away. You just can't see them. Whereas if they had a normal light, it, you'll be able to see it. Oh. So. But okay. yeah, man, loads of other shit I want to do. So, yeah. Well, everything you do is always quality and on on point. So I'm looking forward to whatever Thanks, comes man. out. And uh, right. I know you've you've had some good ideas you've expressed to me about uh, potentially like scripted stuff. So at at some point, yeah. maybe down the road, I think that would be really cool yeah. too. All right, Definitely. that has been movies for this week. Thank you for listening.